Okay, let's roll, dudes. And I'm going 10, 30, 65 in a 45 zone. Yo, why's my gas tank on E? Oh, and hello, officer. Wait, what? I'm losing my license. I'll lose my job. And here come the court costs. Oh, man, that's the thing about pedal to the metal, dude. You speed, you lose. Slow down. Driving is no game. A message from Virginia DMV. Constant Contact's marketing tools and technology make it easier than ever to drive big results for your small business. From list growth and email to SMS and social media, it's all powered by advanced automation and AI capabilities that help you grow your business more effectively. Plus, we've got the reporting you need to see what's working and what's not, so you can adjust along the way. Constant Contact is the digital marketing solution you need to keep up, excel, and grow. Try it for free today at ConstantContact.com. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a professional musician, or you just want to start a podcast with your friends. PreSonus Audio Electronics has the gear you need to make your vision become a reality. Their latest USB audio interface, the AudioBox Go, is the perfect vehicle to help create your vision. Ultra affordable, surprisingly powerful, and even small enough to fit into your pocket. The AudioBox Go gives you all the connections you need to record on the move or in your home studio. Whether you're recording a guitar riff at rehearsal or a full-length solo album in your bedroom, you'll have all the tools you need to create like a pro right from the start. Compatible with both computers and mobile devices, the AudioBox Go is perfect for anyone who wants to get started recording fast. For more information on where you can get the AudioBox Go, visit PreSonus.com and it will lead you in the right direction to make those dreams a reality. PreSonus Audio Electronics, proud sponsors of the ABV Podcast. Creating a craft beer universe in a craft beer desert is no easy task. But somehow, Pelican Craft Brands has managed to do that right here in Louisiana. By partnering up with local craft breweries or bringing in some of the best names in the national craft beer brewery scene, Pelican Craft Brands has established a great selection for all of you local craft beer drinkers. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest additions to their portfolio or simply visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Government Taco right here in Baton Rouge is your place to get the most creative and delicious tacos in the entire city. The Clucks and Balances, the Steak of the Union, the Filibuster, all of these are fantastic. Don't forget about their bar snacks, the Yucca Fries, and don't forget about their incredible happy hour specials Monday through Saturday, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m., except on Thursdays, where it's happy hour all day long. For more information, make sure you visit governmenttaco.com. Craft beer drinkers are very specific about what they want to pour their craft beer into. And the glassware for you is at hopsinthehollows.com. It doesn't matter what style or design you're looking for, Cliff has you covered at hopsinthehollows.com. You want some glasses with Joe Burrow featured on them, whether in LSU colors or Cincinnati Bengal colors? He's got you covered. Maybe you're a Star Wars fan. Maybe you're a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out fan. Or simply want a glass with the Hops in the Hollow logo on it. Cliff has you covered. Make sure to check him out at hopsinthehollow.com. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We love drinking them and love talking about them too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast.
up, everyone? Welcome to the ABV Podcast. I am Chuck P. Quick shout out to the sponsors of the show, Presonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Crab Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Hops in the Hollows, and Government Taco. Speaking of Government Taco, that's where we are for tonight's episode. Jada Cody, my hetero life mate, partner in crime. What's up, buddy? Hey, Chuck. Glad to have you in Government Taco, bud. Glad to be here, sir. Also, two very special guests with us tonight. Uh, actually, we've got three hanging out in the background. Clay Tucker's over there admiring some whiskey. You say hey, Clay. Okay. Hey. There you go. Uh, David Steele with the Bourbon Society of Baton Rouge here with us as well. David, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for letting me come share whiskey with y'all. Absolutely. And making his second appearance on the ABV podcast, the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Muscone. Dynamite Jane Silent Bob drop in, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Thank you. Uh, maybe later we'll get uh, Hey Baby, Ever Had Your Asshole Licked by Fat Man in Overcoat. There you go. <laughs> can we curse on this? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Sorry. No. If you're not familiar, <laughs> Clerks, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, you'll get it. Jason Muse. Yeah, keep uh, on Very trucking. vulgar, but very, very, very funny. It's a great From movie. my college days. I love it. Love it all. That's great. I'm so one thing Kevin and I have in common, we both have That's a mutual respect for uh, the James Hot Bob movies. Good Kevin Smith stuff right there. Chuck and I were in New York one time, and he uh, like took a day to go to Jersey and uh, find a Kevin Smith Shop. I took the train to Red Bank, New Jersey, and went to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash. Oh, nice. Dude, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. it was. I couldn't stay long because they were filming comic book men at the time. So, like, you got 10 minutes because they were in the, in the middle of production on that day. So, I got to go in, look around, buy some things, and then leave. So, it was cool. And then I went to, he did a Q&A in New Orleans, and I got to do a meet and greet and take a picture with him and stuff. So. I wanted to go to that. And that's when they did the, uh, the screening of the... Yoga Hosers. Uh, was it Yoga Hosers or was it... I don't remember which one it was. But yeah, there was a screen. He, he came out, introduced it, did, did the movie, and came back out yeah. and like, talked for like two hours. It's very cool. I left there at like 1.30 in the morning to drive back home. It was good. But uh, we're here drinking some whiskeys that David brought with him some, uh, some barrel picks, I believe. Three but barrel picks. Three, three or four. Three, okay. So you've already poured some in our glasses, so let's talk about this first one we're about to consume. Okay. So this is our High West Double Rye. Double rye is really cool. It's a blend of a very young rye whiskey with much, not much older, used to be a lot older. Now it's like a blend of a two year rye and like a six year. One point it was like a two year rye and like a 12 year. But, you know, as the whiskey has depleted, we're, this is what they have now. But this is, at this point, this is most of their own distillate. And so for the longest time, they were a sorcerer. They brought in whiskey from other places. This now, most of what we're drinking is actually a high west whiskey. Okay. Um, then what makes this special though is that it is finished in a orange pure cow cask for 10 months. So, um, you know, orange pure cow, very orange, you get some triple sec, you know, you, you're going to get a lot. It's going to have some sweetness in yeah. there. You get, so you get a lot of citrus. A lot of citrus on the nose, yeah. on the palate. Um, now all these whiskeys we're drinking now, they're all rye whiskeys, right? Yes. Okay. Only rye tasting. So, um, comes in, I think it's 99.8 proof, I believe. So, it's right under 100 proof. Very crushable. I mean, honestly, it's just a very good rye whiskey. And what's so cool about double rye, the standard double rye is like 30-ish bucks or so, give or take, at Hocus, Clan Joe's, Oak Point, wherever y'all want to shop. The barrel predicts are in the 40 range, but they're still really good price for what you're getting. Um, 
<clears throat> what's really cool is that this Curacao finish is one of hundreds of different types of finishes. Mm. So same whiskey base, but they finish it in a different cask, mm. and you get all these different types of flavors. What are some of the other casks? I mean, anything you can think of they have. Pinot whiskey, we saw today Oak Point released a American Prairie bourbon and um, use Manhattan barrels. Okay. So they make a uh, Manhattan, like a they barrel aged in Manhattan, they put it on the shelf, they age their whiskey then in that. So, but Whoa. I mean, all the different types of wines you can think of, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, which I've had a Chardonnay from Barnes that was ridiculously good. You would have think Chardonnay and whiskey go together? They do. Uh, <laughs> in case you were wondering, yes. Aqua V, I, I bought an Aqua V one the other day. Yes. Like, I mean, it's just all sorts of, anything and everything you can think of, they do. So, High West is really innovating when it comes to whiskey finishes. So, High West has been putting out some really good whiskeys for a while. Uh, you know, you talked about, uh, I guess, how a lot of, like a lot of upstart distilleries, a lot of their juice was sourced for mm -hmm. a long time. Um, but there's been a lot of stuff that has been very sought after from them, even if it was sourced whiskey. Very much so. You know, I'm pissed at them. They stopped making Yippee and mm, and, and Dram as well, right? Dram they still make, but you can you have to get it at the distillery. Yeah. Well, they do release. I do believe they do a very limited release every year of it without the distillery. But it's like, I mean, they used to release Dram a few times a year, and that's a Midwinter's Night's Dram. Yeah. That was their vermouth and Syrah finished whiskey, rye whiskey. I mean, that was some of the best stuff. It's phenomenal. They take the rendezvous rye yeah. and age it down. Oh, the so son of a boo rye was uh, one that I like to keep around. It was a, a bourbon rye blend. It was also great. I mean, they really do some really fun finishes and some really cool blends. The problem is, this is straight from the source. I talked to their old distributor that they uh, fired. Uh, he was telling me, he was like, yeah, I, I'm already seeing the writing on the wall with the amount of product they're putting out. They just don't have enough. Because they had these source from Heaven Hill, MGP, and the like, and now they're everything's in-house, and they just can't keep up with the demand. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll continue to That's a hell of a problem to have, though. Yeah, right. But that's when your, obviously, your price point's going to go up because yep. demand's increasing. So they have. It's, no doubt, it's what happens. But, but to your point, the double ride, when people always say, okay, what are the, you know, if I'm one of, if you were to put someone on a ride that's affordable, High West Double Rye is one of the yeah. three or four that I'll always immediately mention. I think Pinhook makes a good $30 ride. I usually mention, uh, I'll, well, I mean, of course, I'm sponsored by Sazerac, so I'll <laughs> Um, Wait, what is that called? Sazerac? <laughs> you ever heard of it? <laughs> it's like a tiny company. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> Upstart. Yeah. But uh, th this is fantastic. I love, this almost has like a uh, a syrupy, almost like an after dinner, mm -hmm. like almost like a cognac, like mouthfeel to it. I get that. Yeah. You get the, like almost like a, um, a, like a, like a liqueur. Like a liqueur. Yeah. yeah. I like it though. It's, I, I really do like the citrus notes in this. Yeah. It's fantastic. I was say, that's that orange finish. Yeah. Now you, you said this was a crushable rye whiskey. I've never heard crushable used for whiskey. Oh, I, I relate that to beer, most anything. What makes this crushable, in your opinion? Um, I guess that's the alcoholic in me coming out. Sure. <laughs> Let it out, Dave. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is... That's yeah, only a hundred proof. Yeah, this is a crushable whiskey. No, you drink half of it in a night and you still feel good about yourself the next day, right? Is that... That's, that's crushable? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. That's... Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. Unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. But... 
Oh, no apologies here. Yeah. yeah. Park City, Utah, where High West is, home of the Sundance Film Festival. You're familiar with that, Jay. You've I, cooked uh, at the Sundance I Film have Festival. Been. I, have, I have cooked there in Park City. That's what I don't know that. I avoided the ski slopes. Smart move. Probably good. Uh, I would have blown out a knee. You don't need that. Uh, I was already struggling with altitude sickness. <laughs> really? I was, I was fresh off of like a five-day bender in Vegas. <laughs> I was already parched, totally dehydrated from just a lack of humidity and uh, over-intoxication. Uh, and then the I of Jada Cody, man. And then I went to <laughs> cater a film festival party in Park City, Utah. Up in the mountains in February, and uh, yeah, my body was just not happy with me, so it took a couple days to recover. And, wow! And then I cooked uh, at a ski resort, and uh, but it was fun. Yeah. Well, once I once I actually acclimated and got like my bearings and stuff, and did the event, and then had a day or two to hang out in Park City, it was really cool. Really cool. I got to go to a film screening. I don't even remember what it was. I have a buddy that tours ACL skiing this year. I don't get it. I'm done doing things that are going to hurt myself. Like, yeah. who, who are we trying to impress anymore? Like, we're too old to worry about that. <laughs> like, these people keep asking, hey, man, you going to join ancient athletes? No, no, I'm not no. joining ancient Why athletes. Why the fuck would I do like, that? I, Gordy Rush tore his calf. This is just oh, a guarantee. Gordy tore his calf. Blaine Best, who works with us, tore his ACL, and Collada, when he was with us, ruptured his Achilles. Uh, I'm like, why do I need that in my life? Doing ancient athletes? Yes! No, fuck that. Nope. I need any of that in my life. (laughs) Zero. No. No. That was the reason I used to, like, friends would ask me to help them move and stuff. I'm like, man, I'm a drummer. I can't, like... Yeah, my hands. Yeah. If I break my hand, I've got to take that to my money. This is is the middle to go. I'd love to help you, but... Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll come hang out afterwards and help you unpack some things, but, like... I'll use my hands to call a moving company for you. Yeah, sure. I'll direct. I'll be, like, move that there, put this here. Yes. That's about it. Way better at drinking beers. Yes. You want, I'll help you organize the, uh, the housewarming party. We can go from there. What's, the, going what's from next, there. David? Yeah. All right. So number two, we're switching to New Rift Balboa Ride. Okay. So this one Thank also you. not available in Louisiana. But right. um, Although we're trying. We're trying to get them. I know the guys own it. A few of us do. We've been trying and begging for them to come down here. Um, but that's like more for you. <laughs> Chuck your face at that poor. <laughs> My poor like needs to be decidedly, <laughs> decidedly less generous yeah, than that. That's a generous poor right That's now. good. Thanks. Light <laughs> poor. Sure. Yeah. It's like he's still poor. <laughs> Medium <laughs> poor for Jay. David, by that you mean you're actually trying to talk to the the owner of this distillery about um, coming uh, being uh, distributed down uh, uh, about finding distribution in the yes. state of Louisiana and and uh, essentially there's a, every state that you go into is a whole another set of laws a whole another mm-hmm. set of licenses a whole another set of uh, processes for any alcohol manufacturer yep. uh, hurdles to jump through and so you every alcohol manufacturer essentially goes through a state by state um, distribution yeah. process uh, you, you don't do it all at once unless you're just that huge that you can just do it pay unless, somebody yeah. to do it for you uh, unless you have the back end of like Sazerac who buys you out or something like that right. you're not going to be in all states at once um, so New Riff is a very much they're a middle tier distillery um, you know 
if you're neat, if you, you, know, you listen to the podcast, say you go like three roll of Sherfield Spirits, those are micro distillers. They have capacity, they're maybe turning out one barrel of whiskey a day. Their footprint's small. Yeah, very small. You go to New Riff and they can turn out 50 barrels a day, and you're like, wow, 50 times what they're doing. That, that seems like a lot. In a lot of ways, it is. Until you go to like a Buffalo Trace distillery, and then they're putting out 500 barrels a day, and you realize that, oh, this this is still, this is a medium scale. Yeah. So that's what New Riff is. But, um, so this is Bottle and Bond? Bottle and Bond, 100 proof, four years plus old. Um, it's called their Balboa rye because it's using a rare Balboa grain rye. Um, so I thought it was Sylvester Stallone. Is it a Rocky reference? <laughs> That'd be cool. So it's different than the standard rye they put out, which is also really good. But this is, um, I think it's a lot better, personally. Hmm. A weird confession. So I, I had COVID when COVID first happened. And I lost my smell and taste. Yeah. Right. This was this was Thanksgiving of 2020. So we were well, almost a year into COVID. It was still the original COVID before all the variants. Yeah. It took me about six weeks to get my smell, my, my taste back. I never got my smell back. I remember you telling me about that. But I can smell whiskey. I can smell wine. Do you have any explanation for this? Some people have said, like, earthy, things that are earthy are, like, the first things that, like, that come back. But I... I can actually smell whiskey. I can smell wine. If I took a candle, my wife burns candles all the time, and I shoved it right up to my nose, zero. Literally zero. Yeah. But I smell this. It's incredible. I wonder if anybody else is gone. Like, I can't be the only human that that's happened to. So a friend of mine, uh, Derek Stewart, who used to be one of the owners of Gila Brewing Company, got COVID, and it screwed up his sense of taste. He can't taste IPAs. He can't break the flavor profile of like certain citrusy hops or piney hops or whatever. Like he knows what an IPA should taste like if you give him a description of what's in it, but he can't taste IPAs anymore. Like it completely shot its goal. Yeah. That flavor profile is left, which is weird. Interesting. And like Jay, weird. when Jay had COVID, he didn't lose his sense of taste or smell. No. Thankfully. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, it was so weird, too, because we were, my wife and I went to Napa about, a, I told you this, about a month ago, we had an anniversary trip, and I like, I, I like to drink wine, I just don't know a lot about it, right? Same. So we, we went on the winery tours and all that shit, went to dinner that night, I was like, all right, I want to try to apply, well, so I mean, I, she, I like blind poured a glass of wine, I, I did the nose, and I was like, I want you to pull up the description of this wine, and I like nailed it, everything. Like wow. all the dark fruits, the chocolate, like all of it that was in there, and it was it would it's it's surprising. Man. I don't know why, but I'm I feel very blessed actually because I've I've learned this. You know, people sometimes say, hey, if you had to lose one sense, what would it be? Well, for it's easy to smell. Like I mean, I can't tell my I can't smell my my son's shit diapers. I can't smell yeah, all the bad things. So it's like okay, great. <laughs> now you miss out on some of the good stuff, but like. If I, if I lost my sense, my sense of taste forever, I'd oh. probably be depressed. Yeah. That would suck. I'd lose my yeah. mind. I think that smells would... more about uh, warning you about bad things. Uh, than, uh, yes, that's fair. I mean, there are things that smell good, yes. by all means. But I but I think, generally speaking, if you just couldn't, if you had to lose one, yeah. smell would be the one to lose. That'd be the way to go. Anyway. You can still function in life, and there's actually a lot of bad smells that you no longer have to worry about. Yeah. Like diapers, like you said. Yeah. The new riff is fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is good. This is a really good 
Really good on the palate. Not not too not too too tough on the finish either. No. No. So I mean, this is hundred proof ball and bond. You know, ball and bond. If you don't, if y'all remember from the last time we talked, ball and bond means it's made from one distillery, from one season starting out, uh, aged for at least four years, and is one hundred proof. So it came out back during. Pre-prohibition, um, like 19, no, 1897, I think, was the Bon Bon Act, which is basically as a way, you, there's two people, you say it's one of two things, a way to tax people more, because Bon Bon and those people. But the, the people that did like Edmund Haynes Taylor, who we all know as E.H. Taylor, he tried to do it as a way, he tried to push it with the legislation as a way to standardize the industry and to bring out, like, we know that if it's a bottle bond whiskey, then you know that it's not going to be something cheap. It's not going to be something that was rectified. Because back then, you'd have people buying grain alcohol, mixing in coffee grains, and who knows what else, and give it color to make it seem like it's older whiskey. So this is a way to standardize the process and give a government seal of approval, basically. Um, and now you know the rest of the story. He didn't pause long enough. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but, no, I love it. I, that's great to know. Like I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know the history behind bottle and bond, but I know. If I see a bottle to bond label, that's typically my speed. Mm-hmm. I love things that are right around that hundred proof mark. Um, I we've talked about this before, you and I. Like I'm I forgot not, that you don't. Know, like, I'm sorry. If, if you that's go, all I no, 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 no. It's good. No, like I don't like to go too high. Like if you get into like the one thirties, you know, like as far as proof, like it's just overpowering for me. It's just you know, yeah. like, enjoyable. Like all this is is right my speed. I mean, the, all the ones you brought, I love. Um, is rye whiskey your jam? Like that's... I love rye whiskey. Okay. I do. Uh, I would definitely identify myself as a, as a rye guy. When I was yeah. learning, you know, when I was first exposed, I was people like, hey, go go get a four roses single barrel, get a get a whistle pig, yeah. ten year, um, get an Elijah Craig. So it was just a variety of stuff, and I just gravitated to the the whistle pig ten year, which is fucking phenomenal. Um, and so then I started exploring rye more, and I just. I really love the like the, the, the spicy nature of a rye, mm-hmm. and um, I, Same. people will, will I, you you must get this all the time too, where people are like ah, I'm not, I don't like rye, but you can find rye whiskey that anybody will drink on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Yep, you're right, guy. We talked about this when you were on uh, the last episode with me and Mickey Martin when we were having yep. having the whiskeys. I was never a big rye guy, and then the first rye that I had that I really liked was Knob Creek rye. I was like, this is, Dude, this is not, actually really good. Knob Creek rye is a, really is a fantastic rye. Yeah. yeah, and then after that, I was like, ooh, I think I like rye whiskeys now. And like, I like like that burn on it. I just, yeah. I, it's my thing. I like so, there, there is a little bit of that spice on the back end of this one. Yeah. There, there is a little bit of that burn. Uh, I'm not getting like an overpoweringly cinnamon, like uh, big red chewing gum no. from this new riff. The the like, I'm getting a lot of like dark fruit on the back of this one. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I don't know. I'm almost that red wine. Like that then cherry. Uh, okay. So I want to even say oh, dark currant. I, I mean, it's really. I think it's coming on strong. Definitely on the finish. Um, definitely plenty of. What what are you getting strong on the finish? I'll say plum. Plum. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that dark fruit. Like a a tannic fruit. To a degree. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's almost to me like a like like a like a sherry cask finish kind of a, a, a flavor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's good. I no, like it. 
I'm a big fan, you know, and again, like New Riff, they're just one of the distilleries that are doing it right. You know, everything they've made for New Riff is from New Riff. They distilled it, they put it out there after enough time as age where it actually tastes good. Price point, I'm pretty sure this was about 50, 55 bucks for whiskey that you make yourself, waited four plus years to release, and this is a limited edition at that, for 55 bucks, that's that's insane these days. Like that's a great whiskey, point. Whiskey is insane these days. Putting on a product that you believe in at a decent price point for consumers, I'm all for it. This is growing in popularity. Like you're just seeing and hearing more about New Riff. So well, how many states do you know? Is it dis distributed? I would bet like 10. 10. It could be 15, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was just 10. Um, but no, we're, we're definitely trying to get them down here. Uh, they like they told us, and you can tell, they can't keep up the demand though. Like they are, which is a good problem. Hey. Right, that's what it's all about. It's it it's can't be um, not being able to like find distribution or anything like that, mm -hmm. right? It has to be on the on the supply yeah. end, not yep. being able to produce enough. I mean, for most of the states, it costs a couple hundred bucks for a license, a couple hundred dollars. Like California, it's like a thirty thousand dollar fee. Yeah, I get why people can't jump into California immediately. But for Louisiana, it's less than five hundred dollars. There's no reason why you can't do it unless you just don't have the supply. Louisiana is also less population than you know mm -hmm. a Metro Houston or Metro Dallas yeah. or Metro Atlanta or so like you can do the entire state yeah. volume wise. Yeah. If if you can do one of those cities, you can do the entire state mm -hmm. of Louisiana. And through this, we drink well above our weight class. I mean, that's a, I mean, it's true. Like, so that's fair. One thing we do well here in Louisiana. That's fair. No, no, I do tell I tell this to distribute whiskey distillers all the time. You know, with Burnside Founders, join us, by the way. You get to hang out with people like Jay and Chuck and Matt and Clay. What's that website they can go in? Uh, bourbonbr.com. Go. Just Google Founders and Bourbon, and we'll come up. Um, you know, we've worked just soon or met with, had meetings with distilleries from all over the country. 50 plus distillers at this point since we started three, four years ago. And every distillery that we've said you should check out Louisiana, which is about 10 of them have been like, we came because of your advice. They've all been blown away by how impressive we are, how much we drink, because we drink. <laughs> I say all the time, we drink well above our weight class. I, I mean, like, Yes, population-wise, we're on the very low wind, like in the 40s. Like whenever we, we drink, drink we like drink we're at the beginning of the year, wait till football season comes. Yeah. And it's like we drink like over. we're in the 20s. All right, <laughs> we drink like we're Ohio. All right, I'm just saying, like we're we we're do good. Hey, I'll take that. Yeah. We drink yeah. like we're Ohio, <laughs> and we'll steal your quarterback, assholes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. make him a Heisman, and we can make better chili. Your skyline yeah. chili, skyline can chili, take a hike. What the fuck? Uh, so Jay, he was. David was talking about New Rift can't keep up with the like demand. I know you like with supply chain issues. You've had trouble getting like tequilas and stuff like that here for the restaurant. Have you had issues sure. with getting whiskey for a government? Oh yeah, about? man, uh, absolutely. Uh, whiskey, whiskey was harder than tequila for uh, a long time. Probably still is wow. to a degree. Um, yeah, the. It was happening pre-COVID. I think COVID accelerated things to a large degree um, with supply chain issues, transportation issues, labor issues, uh, just everything else that's happened, glass shortages, yep. um, you, know, you name it. Um, but 
but yeah, I mean, ultimately, it is difficult for some brands of whiskey, bourbon especially, uh, to be found right now. Um, and, and I think uh, David and Matt can speak to this uh, a lot as well, but like uh, bourbon especially is just kind of seen like the chain reaction of what has been hard, what was easy to find, then kind of became the hot new thing, then became hard to find, and now is impossible to find. And, and it's, it's just gone from the shelves and, and then becomes like this allocated rare release or when a, when a store gets a... Right now, when a store gets a case of Buffalo Trace flagship in, speaking of your friends at Sazerac, <laughs> like regular old just regular Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Trace, it's a big deal when a store gets that in and it flies off the shelf. That's insane. And, like... It's twenty. It's twenty bucks. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, and, it's like a hundred dollars or something like and that. It, and it wasn't <laughs> that case. Uh, a, a year ago, a, a year ago, two years ago, you could find Buffalo Trace everywhere. Yeah, but it's the same thing with like Eagle Rare right now. Eagle Rare yeah. is impossible to find. Three years ago, Eagle Rare was hard to find. Five years ago, Eagle was, Rare was everywhere. Yeah, it was all over the place. Rare, and, and my ears might be off a little bit there, but like, <laughs> yeah. but it's the same kind of thing. Like at some point. What became so right now? Buffalo Trace is really hard to find. So everybody's just saying, "Well, what are we moving on to? Yeah. What's the next whiskey that we're saying? What's the next bourbon yeah, that we're saying point. is the how, one that we're getting that we can actually go to a store and get?" How much do you, of that do you think is um, people actually moving on to something they enjoy? How much of that is the hype around like if something is is decorator like if it wins an award uh-huh. like you're about the wine and spirits festival mm-hmm. in San Francisco yeah. like that's what happened with McKenna yeah. 10 right McKenna 10 won, won the gold medal and then it's like you used to be able to find it everywhere it's 30 now bucks and it. now it's nowhere and it's 60 bucks it's I, I, and I love it I think that's fantastic it's another bottle and bond whiskey by the way but it's I mean it's I think deserved I love it but it's also one of those things where it, you know you still want to find it I, I, you can, I find it I would love I would love to like you, you ever, do you ever do this thing like, oh, if I could j- jump into a time machine? You, you all, no, of course, but you know, There's like people, 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 <laughs> like people who have said, "Man, you used to be able to find the Van Winkles, all the pappies on the shelf, and they could never fucking even move it." I'm like, it's true. I would love right. to go into a time where I could just walk yes. into a store and just <laughs> see all of that on a shelf, knowing what I know now, of course. Yeah. yeah. But like, go back in time and just see all and be like, "Holy shit, it's really there!" Yeah, there it like, is, right there. Wow, that would be so wild. Like, because it's such a mind-bending thought right now yes. to think that. Pappies could just be on the shelf for anybody to come by, and they can't move it. Yeah, yeah. So how how would you compare like with how how whiskeys are? Where like a certain whiskey, like you were saying, like Eagle Rare, like years ago was everywhere, and then now you can't find it. You could chalk that up to supply chain or whatever. How would you compare that with like craft beer and like some of these brands that are just like. Yeah, these releases where you can't find like remember when Ghost was a thing where it's like yeah. we're dropping Ghost if you don't go get it when it when it drops at Calandro's you're not getting Ghost alright so I gotta tell y'all a story um we had I was being we had an event the other day for St. Patty's Day and one of my members a couple of our members were there they were members that came to our very first event back in 2015 right. very first event one guy won like a bottle of Sazerac we gave away that guy won a bottle of Rock Hill Farms cause I bought it on a shelf of Whole Foods. I used to buy Rock Hill Farms and Whole Foods for 
$43.99, like it was nobody's business. <laughs> he had the Rock Hill Farms. He traded it to somebody for a six-pack of ghosts. <laughs> so he was telling me, we were talking about this, because I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, I can't believe, I remember you won the very first, like, big ball game at the Rock Hill Farms. like, yeah, I did. I'm like, did you like it? He's like, no, I didn't drink it. What do you mean? He's like, well, I can find it. I couldn't find ghosts, so I, I traded for a six-pack of ghosts. So I was like, sorry. That's awesome. But at the time. That's awesome. I mean, at if you was time, able to buy a bottle. Yeah, yeah. it was available. It's so the market, you could right? find ghosts yeah. six years ago. Nobody goes seven years ago. You no. can't find ghosts in the machine seven years ago. That was a beer that was traded all over the country. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the, you had to all meet the, somebody. You had to know somebody. Yeah. But it's I the biggest thing. You had to meet Jay and Cody to get ghosts. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> connections. Connections. But David's point, like, it's <laughs> scarcity marketing. Like, beer, yeah. you, can, you can brew more beer. Sure. With whiskey... If it's aged six years, eighteen, would it like you're not getting more until it's aged? Like, yeah. People yeah, with beer, it's like we're brewing it. We're brewing. We're choosing yeah. to brew a small batch yeah. to make yeah. it make it scarce. Like, yes. I, I think that's that, that's that's one absolute great point is with the brewing side of it. It is intentional current yeah. scarcity marketing. With the distillery side of it, it's. A good while ago, they put stuff in barrels and said, I don't know what's going to happen in seven years. Eagle Rare, 10 year. Like, well, they were making decisions a decade ago yeah, about right. what was the demand going to be for this whiskey. Yeah, they're trying to predict the future. You know, like, I mean, that's what is this forecast. I mean, it's they've never had to do something like this Right. That's, See, and, I would like, be fascinated to know if, like... Mentioned Eagle Rares, so that's obviously Sazerac Company. Are they today aging massive amount? Like, are they yes. doing a five, a ten x, a hundred x? Yes. Because so, it's become so popular, or or do they want to just increase the price point and keep it scarce? So no, the, they don't. The number of the x, I, I don't know. Maybe David does. I, go ahead. All right. So I went to. We did Buffalo Trace Distillery last year. We got to pick a barrel of Buffalo Trace for the society. Nice. Uh, we just released it like... Did you get a ball of Oak Clay? Oh, I was right before Clay. I, was that with Oak Point? Yeah, I do have bottles for y'all, by the way. <laughs> I was about to say, know. is there any more? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Clay. Can I have some, yeah, yeah. I have some of that bottle? Uninvited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we do another podcast? I can drink that one. But, so, <laughs> visiting them, you know, they have made the distillery, which has been around since the 30s, East, very different names and owners over the years. Yeah. But... I collectively, that distillery, that location, distilled 6 million barrels plus. When we were there, it was like 6.2 million. They were on pace from when they hit 4 million was like 1985. 5 million was like 2014-ish. 6 million was 2019. 7 million will be next year. Wow. Okay. So they're increasing so much more every time. Especially, so with Buffalo Trace, like, remember that, what it is at the base, the Eagle Rare and E.H. Taylor and Buffalo, it's all the same Nashville. Yes, it's aged differently, but at the end of the day, they kind of do is they make a crap ton of barrels. You know, they'll fill, they go, okay, they'll go this else, they go to this rack and they say, okay, well, this one tastes good. This one tastes good. All right, so these are all going to be Eagle Rare. They're not going to. So they just go and take a whole thousand barrels, and at a time they go, that's Eagle Rare. 
here's these 3,000 barrels, that's gonna be Buffalo Trace. 500 barrels, that'll be E.H. Taylor. Um, so they're definitely well increasing it, but they're increasing what they're distilling is just that one mash bill, and then they'll kind of decide how to allocate it after. So, I mean, we don't know exactly, I don't know if they're saying we're increasing intentionally to make more eel rare, but we know that they're intentionally making more of the base whiskey that they can then turn to. Yeah. So, and that's the same thing with... It would suck if like 80% of it was just shit. Right? <laughs> oh, God. Well, guess what? We have more Buffalo Trace now, but no Eagle Rare. Yeah. Yeah. That's Taylor tough shit. Yeah. Ben, sorry. That's what becomes yeah. benchmark. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Seriously. Fair. All right, well, let's move on we to the next round. We got. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. And th I do have another question about that. But yeah, let's pour some whiskey first. All right. I got to make sure. Did I they change their bottle? Now, or is that, a is that just a different release? They did change the bottle. Okay. The gla great glass shortage of 2021 caused a lot of people to change bottles. Okay. There you go. The Nashville was like a, glass a rectangular shortage. short <laughs> bottle. Chuck. Chuck's oh, fine. I feel like if, no, 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 Chuck is sleeping I'm here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel like I'm every course a little bit heavier. I feel like I'm, I'm not <laughs> mad at it. No, no whatever. Like, I also picked up Maker's Mark Barrel today. I don't know why y'all gave me the the option to pour. Look, this fine. isn't my first. You brought the bottles, man. Yeah, Chuck's a, Chuck's a professional. <laughs> yeah, Thank I'm you. a trained professional. Don't try this. This is the one you want to drink. Yeah, you can give me a Chuck size pour. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you'll get a Chuck size pour. So I bombed. Well, let me not let me not say I bombed. I uh, my first introduction to Nashville. You can tell me because I don't really know anything about it other than I was on a podcast with some guys uh, who, who would do a sports a sports and bourbon podcast. Oh, perfect and, for you, Matt. Right. Well, it's, I guess sports and whiskey podcast. But um, and as a thank you for going on their show for like two hours, they were like, "Hey, we have this." group and we do barrel picks and I want to send you some. I'm like, great. And they sent me their two Nashville barrel rye okay. pick, their two picks. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. It was, so I, I still don't know a lot about Nashville barrel. I don't know if it's sourced or anything, but it like the product that I tasted is still one of my, one of my favorites. I was blown away. Okay. So, so give me, yeah, give us the background there. Nashville barrel company is only a non-distillery producer. So what High West was 10 years ago. Okay. All they do is source whiskey. Um, and they do rum now. I feel like I saw a scotch or something even. But they mainly do rye. They start with rye whiskey and bourbon. This is MGP eight-year cash drink rye whiskey. Okay. So MGP, if you like rye whiskey today, if you really into it, there's a pretty fair chance that you've had MGP. You probably had a lot of it at that point. Um, <laughs> it's fair. They are, they put out more rye whiskey than pretty much everyone else combined. Um, it's 110 proof, this one, like I said, eight years old. But, so what they are is a, well, it's kind of hard to say this because they've actually, in the last six months, had transitioned, but they used to just be a wholesaler distillery. They distilled whiskey to sell to other distributors, um, to other distilleries and other producers. So Nashville Barrel Company is a producer. They bought, I'm willing to bet, hundreds of barrels of MGP bourbon and rye, the Asian and their national and their national warehouses, and they put them out as single barrels. Um, and they also have like a couple of small releases that they're, they'll do blends of like 20 barrels at a time. So that's what we're drinking. It's just a single barrel. Um, I don't know who did this barrel pick, 
I have no idea. It's a, a guy. He looks kind of like Don Draper on the little sticker. <laughs> but he looks like me in a suit without a beard. I mean, that like, looks nothing maybe, like you at all. all right, fair Absolutely. Enough, fair enough. Thanks, I'm going to Don Draper. <laughs> he looks debonair and classy and, hey, man, I just said, and very erudite. If uh, I wore a suit, I mean, it could no, be. No, right, not at all. Okay, and he's right, bald. Sorry, John. And he's bald. I'm bald. Well, you always wear a hat. That's true. Like, when was the last time you went a day without wearing a hat? Honest question. Only St. Patty's Day? Well, it depends on how often I shave. I'm, I'm lazy with my shaving. But, like, I'll wear a hat like I'm wearing a Pelican Craft Brands hat. Normally, I wear a Hudco roofing hat. Shout out. Shout out to Hudco Roofing. HudcoRoofing.com. There you go. Uh, Do business yeah. with someone you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like wearing hats. No, that's great. It's your look. <laughs> it, is, it is an identifiable Chuck P. look. Just black, black t-shirt, hat. Similar to hat. Jay and Silent Bob. Yes, yeah. always. I was gay with that. Snooch to the nooch. Um, this is just like a very... This is a standard... This is what... When you think of rye whiskey, you think of yes. MGP. Great point. Um, I mean, they literally, they... That's what it I is. I was going to say classic. I was going to say traditional. Yeah. Like, when you, you get the finish, the spicy finish, like, that's what a rye yeah. is supposed yeah. to taste like. I, I was going to say, this rye just tastes like... It tastes, tastes like, rye. like rye is supposed to... It's a, this is a good version of what yeah. rye yes. is supposed to taste like. Yeah. It's yeah, smooth. So. It's nice. It's got that spice. I like it. Yeah. Right. As MGP just conditioned us to say, this is that's rye. rye. Bingo. They have, but you know what? It's really fucking good, so who cares? Yeah. Like, I mean, it is, we're conditioned to think this is good, but it's good. But isn't that the conversation we have, like, with people like, oh, what should I like? What should I... Drink, drink what you like. Yeah. Like, it sure. doesn't matter if it's MGP. It doesn't matter if it's $110 or $20. If you like it, drink it. Like, yeah, exactly. find what you like and go. I mean, I tell people all the time. The only time I don't recommend, uh, like, like five, ten years ago, the whole non-distillery producer, the ones that they weren't distill their own juice... You know, that was a very much a faux pas in the industry that everyone was starting to find out, wait, you mean Old Scout, my favorite bourbon in the world, isn't made themselves? Yeah. Nope, they buy it from Indiana. They bring it down the barrel and it's delicious. Who cares? The only time I ever hate it is when the distilleries are very deceptive about it. And they're like, oh, uh, you know, it's bourbon. Well, did you distill it? Uh, next question. You know, you yeah, that a lot. trying to dodge it. If you really want to get pissed off, I'm telling you what, Templeton Rye, Templeton, those fucking assholes. Ooh, Whoa. Whoa. All right. Drop, drop the Google drop it. it. I'm not kidding. Google it. Like Google they it. are, Google they Templeton got Rye. sued because they were so deceptive and saying, because all right, one thing you do have to do, you look on here. This is National Barrel Company, but on the back it says. Distilled in Indiana. Yep, you have to say, distilled in Indiana. If, it's, if you're in one state, your whiskey comes from another state, you have to say where that state comes from. That's the law. TTB requirements. They were so deceptive with their with their labels that they got away with it for a while until people were like, no, that's MGP. They ended up getting sued for mislabeling, which I mean I don't really believe in like fake lawsuits, but like they were the reason I believe in them because they were so like they got interviewed by some podcasters and they're like, look. Those whiskey assholes, like, they're just being busybodies. And it's like, no, we're not busybodies. I'm calling your ass out for being liars. Don't lie to us. And that's what it is. That's why I get so pissed off about them, because they were <laughs> such dicks about it. Mm. Like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, we don't distill our own whiskey. It's not a big deal. But if I'm like, fuck you, we don't do it, and we don't want to talk about it. Like, that's how you lose customer base. That's pretty shitty. And Google, that's why Templeton. Google Templeton. <laughs> you, will be, you will be very interested. 
So the whiskey had three roll of states. Netflix made a true crime documentary about this. Should be. Should be. Yeah. So three roll of states has a whiskey that's yeah the the uh, old OMFW old Mississippi floated whiskey. Yeah. That's and where I thought you were gonna go with that was when when you have distilleries that buy source juice and they overpriced it. And that was the problem with the old... That's the other that problem. That was a $80 bottle, and it was good, but that was a good $35 bottle, is what that was. So the, At $80, I'm like, the, the yeah, yeah, now. not paying that. OMFW uh, from yeah. Three Roll Estate. The, to be fair... Are they still making... To the story... They, they yeah, are. Yeah. No, uh, they don't well, make whiskey. They, they, yeah, yeah, they make whiskey. They are still bottling that whiskey, though. We, we have a bottle here at Government Taco. It's um, good. To, to be fair to that story, also true, uh, and we can talk about it right here. Uh, we can pour some. Um, they were they never lied about it, is what I wanted to say. They were up front. To the point of what we're saying right now is they were always very honest about, we sourced this, we floated it, we put it on yeah. barges and, and barrels. We floated it down the river. We floated it down the damn river. That's the story. Yeah. Is it it's, floated down the Mississippi River like it used to? We took it <laughs> off at the port of Baton Rouge, and then we put it in these big ass uh, cognac casks Mm -hmm. that we have at our distillery in downtown Baton Rouge, and we aged it ourselves here, and then it's bottled in Baton Rouge at Three Roll Estate. They were always very honest that that's what they did. And then, I mean, they told me multiple times what it was yep. I mean, for, out of Tennessee. What were they before the real estate? They were Caneland. Uh, Caneland. And I remember us going and doing like a preview tour. Caneland was really cool. Yeah. Like the I mean, it's the same thing. Was really cool. Same but I remember family, them, same yeah. everything on. They I remember them saying that. They were like very upfront cool. about like this yeah. is how we do the whiskey. And I was like alright. And at that time I was, I was and I'm still learning whiskey to this day but like I didn't realize you could do that. Like, oh, you can have it distilled somewhere else and then bring it here and bottle it? But that's the other thing, like, with that one, you paid for the novelty of the story. Hey, they put it on barges and floated it down the river, and it it moves in the barrels because it's floating down the river. It's like Jefferson's Oceans. Bingo. Like, so that's my thing with Oceans. I like Jefferson's Oceans. I like it a lot. 80, 80 bucks? Fuck you. It's, a, it's gimmicky. It's gimmicky. It's, you're, you're, gimmicky. Pay, you're paying for, for a novelty. A story. Yeah. Now, the Jefferson's Ocean weeded, I think that's good enough juice. I would pay 80 bucks for that. I love it. But I love it. I like, love it. I'm like it was 100 for those those barrel picks now, though. Okay. Well, last time I had one, it was like 85. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, but it, no, but, you're, but you're, <laughs> I'm sure you're right. It's been probably two years since I saw a barrel of the Ocean's weeded, which I love. And I would, mm-hmm. I, I would pay $100 for a, a, a barrel pick of an Ocean's Weed. I would. I would pay $100 for it. I love it. I, I, just, I just love that pork. And What's the most you pay for whiskey? That's probably <laughs> not my... That's, uh, unless it's like I find... Like there's a certain one, like a, true like unicorn, a unicorn. Yeah, 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 pay, yeah. And I'll pay retail. Like I, I've never once in my life ever paid a secondary price for a bottle of whiskey. I just, yeah. There's too much good shit that's... Reasonably priced that you can drink. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, I'm just never going to go. And similarly, look at him covering his face. <laughs> but, but no, no judgment. No, no judgment no, at yeah. all. Because because here's the thing, David. Like, I also, like, I buy enough to where, and you know this as well, all you do. You generate, you, you cultivate enough relationships with people. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to get your hands on good shit. Yeah. I mean, my, what I have at my house is... Better than probably all of us here. 
better than most bars in the city. I mean, there's a handful that have like their super rare allocated shit, but yeah. like over the course of time, I've been able to put together a really nice collection. That's great. So, like, I I'm willing to just you you buy, you generate relationships. Someone gets an allocation. Hey, do you want a yeah. bottle of you know? And it's sure. But I'm just never going to go. But similarly, I'm never going to go sell my shit on the secondary. No. Like, everything no. I have, everything I've ever gotten is open. Yeah. If anyone ever comes to my house, oh, you, 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 you want, I have a Rip 10, I have a Lot B, I have, I mean, you want a Old Forester for birthday bourbon. You, I mean, I got all the well. Please drink that. Yeah, that yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Please drink the birthday. You don't have to, don't have to guzzle it, but I have it. And if you want to try yeah, it, like, I'll, I'll, I'll like, give you a pour. Was, like, shit was meant to be enjoyed. Awesome. Like, open it, enjoy it. Yeah. Like, sure. You want to try it? You're probably net. Like, if you wanted to try this, you'd go to a bar and they charge $110 for an ounce. Fuck yeah. them. Just here, take some. Yeah. This is why I want to get with uh, Justin Ferguson over at BRQ. Cause yeah, dude. His whiskey selection oh. over at BRQ is. Ferguson's got. Tight. BRQ's great. Ferguson's He's got a selection, man. Yeah, he's got a really good selection of whiskeys over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we uh, yeah. When, when he's done playing uh, Mr. Dad and Mr. Farmer, uh, when yeah, he, he's when busy with that. Drinking sure. whiskey Just, again. Yeah. We'll be on the memo, and we're good to go. Okay. Yeah. We should do yeah. the Jay Dakota show from BRQ. We should. Yeah. BRQ. We'll do the same thing. We'll do, yeah. we'll do the Jay Dakota show. And then we'll do a podcast after. Matt will come and join us yeah, and we'll, drink some whiskey. We'll, we'll line up. <laughs> okay. We'll I'm going to twist your arm. It's you on the way home, Matt. Just, it's on the way home. Just we'll, keep taking we'll me away from my responsibilities. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Matt. But shout out to BRQ. They really do have a great selection. Good for them. They do. That's the first place I ever had um, the Slow and Low Rock and Ride. I saw it on there, and it was like, that's really good. I never thought I would have liked something that tasted like... A bottle extract, but that's kind of it. Kind of tastes like a bottle old fashioned. Oh yeah, no, but it's it's uh, it's uh, eighty proof. So I had the the orange label hundred proof. Oh, yeah. uh, the black label eighty proof is good too, but the orange label hundred proof, which I haven't seen in forever, but um, it's really good. What was the whiskey we had that time we were hanging out there? Me, you, Crystal Blonde, who's like going to dinner, and he, yeah, I mean, it was, what was the thing we had that yeah. time when we were drinking? He broke out, yeah, he broke he out broke a bottle out. of something. It was oh, like was super it like rare, a, like, and, a, like a Macallan thirty, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, where we just yeah. Like, I mean, he broke like, out. Am I drinking this right now? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, dude, yeah. One it was time intense. I drank yeah. a thirty old scotch. Was that was at BRQ? I kid yeah. you not. I had them. They used yeah, to, it was, it was do scotch, like tequila like, and scotch is what we drank. Yeah. yeah, and he had some tequilas that were out of this world. And, yes, but then he started pouring scotch. Yeah. And, it, but like, it was it was stupid. I don't even like 20, tequila. It was twenty five <laughs> and thirty year old scotches that it was just like mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. good, good, good. So BRQ every week they have like a little flight that you have to go sit at the bar and you can see it, and they'll have a flight of like something that might be old Forster. That weekend it was Balvenie's. So it was thirty bucks Ooh. for the uh, I think it was the double portwood, the seventeen year, and the fourteen year Caribbean. Thirty bucks for all three. Me and a buddy were just. Saturday watching LSU football. They were away a couple years ago. It was 11 o'clock game, so we're just getting drunk or BRQ drinking. And then the, we keep doing that, and the waiter or the bartender is like, you having a good time, aren't y'all? Like, yeah. He goes, well, I just want to talk to Justin. And he's like, I can give you a half ounce pour of the Balvini 30 for 30 bucks. And we were like, not Done. even a question. Yeah. Make that is a $2,000 bottle of whiskey these days. If you want to go to Clanders and buy a Balvenie 30, which I guarantee you they don't have, they would have to special order it. <laughs> Hopefully it comes in in a year. It's over $2,000. Half ounce four for 30 bucks. We're like, that's that's less than what they paid for it. We'll take that. Not now, even would, a question. Would you pay that? 30 bucks? No, $2,000 for a bottle of whiskey. 
but if that's, that's proper retail, yeah, I don't like scotch. Not what I was going to okay. say was, hold on. What I was going to say was, here's my idea. We'll do a pod. You all can help me learn to love scotch. Wow. Dude, I'm with you. It's a, I would love to do it. I'm it's getting there as well. Super, dude. Same thing. I'm it in. Is a I'll do it. Super, super blind spot for me because I don't like smoky, peaty. I don't like it. I I and guarantee you, give me one hour. I can get you. I, I get, believe you. I know Jay and I like, so I can get the three of y'all on the scotch. Give me an hour. I, I believe you because it's I love this, this idea. Is, is yes. it the same thing? Look at my ideas. Is it the same thing <laughs> I'm talking about with people who are like, oh, I don't like rye, but then you give them something, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's okay. But that's where I am. My limited exposure to scotch I haven't liked, so I don't know what direction to go. But people tell me that all the time. They're like, oh, well, you need to try this. And I just... I'm never. I, I learned this lesson early when I started getting into this hobby. Was I got really excited to buy bottles, right? Yes. Oh, try this. I'll buy a bottle. Well, I still have bottles that have been just sitting in my fucking cabinet for six years. Have been open. No, that have opened, hated it, and then yeah, never what, touched yeah. it. Like scotch, so like, you talking about? No, no, just anything. Just but so okay. I was not going to go down that path with scotch as well. I'm just going to start buying scotches to see what I like. So plus, scotch is more expensive too. By no doubt. Yeah. yeah. And my wife did get me. God bless her. She's so wonderful. <laughs> but she she got me a like a tasting kit with about 12 vials of different scotches. But she thought she was buying me like a bourbon. She knows. Yeah, she's yeah, buying scotch. yeah. And so I opened. I was like. Uh, thank you. you. Baby, you did so good. You did so no, this good. Is great. This but is like, but I, but I need to, I, like, I do need. But to, yeah, I was the wrong thing. Uh, no, okay. but I, but I, but I, <laughs> right. but I do need to learn. No, I'm with you. I dude. Need to learn. So let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. Well, the talkers are the same boat. So yeah, all right, David. Let's well, make it happen. Uh, scotch on the bayou. Is that, yeah. is, that, is that what we should do? Is that your... We could do it here. We could do it at Jay's house, maybe, or something. Oh, uh, let's sure. do it. We'll do it at BRQ. We'll do it at BRQ. We're 30 year old scotches. There's then we get a bunch of food, too. That'd be great. Well, see, I was just saying, Clayton Company can make the chambalaya, and we're good to go either way. Yeah, that's true. But he's all, as long as he's making the white beans to go with it, because his white beans are most. So I agree with Chuck. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I think this is a great idea. Is this chuggable? Is this a chuggable? Just, just shoot it. It's fine. Uh, I like this one a lot. All right. Moving on to our final it's rye good. whiskey of the night. Rinse that. I love this one. So this is also a barrel pick. Ooh. I'm now more excited. This is from Maizano, which is out of Ocean Springs. Yes. Mississippi. They are... So they're one of, you know... Matt's a little excited. The, um, <laughs> no, you look so, at the... Good. Well, so when you look at the whiskey market <laughs> and the Gulf South, you know, I'm going to say some of the big names I'm going to throw out. Clandros, you have to throw them out. You have to say, like, Hocus Pocus and Oak Point for this area. But... Maizano's and Ocean Springs eclipses all three of those stores. All three. So this is their 200th barrel pick. Oh, wow. Oak Point's done like probably 40 or 50. Clanjo's, I bet they're about, I bet they're at 100 now. This is their 200th. And wow. This is from Peerless Rye, or Peerless Distillery. And this is a six year old rye whiskey. I love so, Peerless. I love Peerless I've too. Never, I've never had any of these brands before, so this is awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, my whiskey palate's still like developing. So Jay and I went to a, uh, a 
an, a, a work event in Biloxi a month ago, and and for for years, like literally years, I've had people on my live, my YouTube, my Facebook, my live streams ever say that you got to go to my sonos, got to go to my sonos, over and over and over yeah. again. So we're leaving Biloxi. I'm like. I'm by myself. I'm off of work that day. So we're leaving at noon, whatever it was. I wasn't doing my shows. I had time to get back to, to, to BR. I was like, all right, let me let me go find this funny place. Well, little did I know I had to go, coming out of Bell Revage, I had to go right instead of left. So I actually had to backtrack. But uh, but I went, I drove down there and saw it. I didn't buy anything that day, but I was glad that I went. It's like in a little strip mall. Mm-hmm. And it's sort so of, like you go like towards Ocean Spring. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Way? Okay. Spring. Yes, it, it is, is an Ocean Spring. It is. Okay, but, all right. But there, um, I, I wish I had I had spent more time looking through. But everyone else always said their barrel picks are fantastic. I wish I'd spent more time. I didn't have a ton of time, but I wish I'd, I'd spent. Ah, time next there. time. But it was cool. It was very cool. Next time we go, you and I will just yeah, like yeah, yeah. What's you and I? Yes, in we'll one of those couple hour breaks. Yes, we'll go spend time. Yes, uh, uh, maybe all some money and you bring me a couple bottles. Absolutely. What are the cool to see? Great. Great selection. I, I walked in like where? Like the whole wall on the right is just <laughs> top to bottom, hundreds of bottles. Nice. It was really cool. Was One really of the cool. best things about Ocean Springs, Mississippi, is that the main drag is Government Street. Yeah, that's true. So if I'm ever going to open up another government taco and I want it to be on Government Street, Ocean Springs, Mississippi, is actually like where I should. Be. I love Ocean Springs. I every time we would go down there with the antiques to play the Go yeah. Nugget, we'd play the whole weekend. Plus, that Saturday we'd spend the Saturday in Ocean yeah. Springs, hanging out. They'd do farmers yeah. markets and stuff like that. Just give me a reason to be in Ocean Springs. I, yeah, I gotta go check out my Ocean Springs restaurant. Yes. There you, you go. Know? Yeah, go uh, sorry, uh, yeah. Government Taco on Government Street in Ocean. We're Springs. We're doing a show from Government Taco on Ocean Springs. And then uh, downtown Mobile, Alabama, Government Street. Yes. So I can just keep moving. So you're just going to take a little cold south. I love it. Yeah. That's part of, part of my... That happened yeah. right here, right now. Discuss. <laughs> yeah. I've been telling that. Like, if he's going to open another government yeah. taco, it needs to be in, like, just other keep, cities. Just keep looking at government streets. Yes. That's an awesome idea. The marketing so is So Ocean there. Springs, Mississippi. But, like, Ocean Springs, like, where you want to be. Yeah. It's government Street. It's government Street. Fair. Um... So this is BRQ, uh, the whistle pig. Is that what you were hog. drinking? Oh. So the samurai, sign. the samurai. That was whiskey number one at BRQ the night that you were talking about. Yeah, Chuck. yeah. Uh, the samurai that was six, right? BRQ. Samurai was six. Uh, yes. Five or six. I think it was. Yeah, five was. Uh, yeah, six was scientist. Seven. No, five is scientist, right? No, five was. Uh, uh, where three, do you three three was was independent. Independent. Oh no, four, four was, was uh, the prince. Was the black prince? You're right. Five was samurai. Six, seven was Magellan. Yeah, six well, was Magellan. Uh, they're both were. Um, Chuck, this is from the night okay, no, that you're samurai talking six, about yeah. at the RQ. Okay. Seven yeah, and eight it. are Magellan. They're like two Magellan, sides. Magellan, but then eight was the like the voyage Hawaiian. Home, but yeah. It's like the same kind. It's the same. Yeah. The two balls connect together. Basically. We're talking about uh, whistle pig boss hog. Yeah. yeah. He was Justin was Sorry. feeling it that night. He was he was breaking out the big guns. Right. Yeah. Four, so I have three. Yeah. The independent. I have four. The black prince. The black prince is there's that much left of it, but it's for. I promised my buddy who's a big whiskey guy who's a friend like since we were kids and he yeah. lives in Dallas. I was like, so, when you're in town, this last four years. So, so we we drank that rye whiskey and then we went to Scotch and Balvini 30. We, we did the Balvini yes. 30 year. That was amazing. And yeah. it was it was That's what, I paid 30 bucks for a half ounce of that. Yeah. Which I was a steal for me. I was yeah. ecstatic. I mean 
yeah, a, yeah. A 30-year-old <laughs> scotch. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was incredible. I mean, so, was and then he took the off the, the, the Macallan 25. Yeah. That's and another the, like we just went there to go. The, like we brought right. crystal ball. I was like, "Hey the, man, right. let's, we're gonna go there and eat some barbecue, right. yeah. have a couple of drinks, or whatever." Like we got to the bar and he just started pulling that stuff off the shelves. These things. McAllen is so the, expensive, guys. The McAllen twenty-five year, like the the normal one that's out there is what, what an eight, uh, ten, twelve year McAllen. And and they, I mean even those are going for what uh, in sixty seventy hundred oh no hundred plus yeah so I mean you I can't mean, get McCallum for under hundred these days okay um, but like the exponential factor that you have to look at mm-hmm. when you're talking about a twenty five year yeah. scotch um, a thirty year scotch yeah and then how limited that is and then the there, there's a big part of all of this that absolutely factors into all the conversations that were happening here is the other the other factor in all of these supply and demand issues and everything else that's happening is the global markets um, because America isn't the only one that wants all these whiskeys right now yeah uh, we're not the only one that wants scotch we're not the only one that wants bourbon um, the Japanese are producing Japanese whiskey that we're drinking. They're also drinking more scotch and drinking more bourbon than any, any of us. But, Isn't that crazy? But Japan the, is the highest consumer the, of whiskey. The, really? The, the Chinese. Post World War II. The Chinese market for American bourbon is what has just exploded. In the last in the last five to ten years, and the Chinese population in the billions is the exponential growth that people just aren't thinking about. And when you're thinking about the Sazerac company, and you're thinking about where can you be selling not cases, not barrels, not truckloads, not trainloads. But uh, but but cargo ships worth of whiskey. Yeah, uh, it's going to China, and that does nothing but restrict supply here. And all restricting supply here does is create that scarcity marketing. Um, and. <laughs> they're behind, and they're behind. Jay's right? very passionate about this. And they and they're behind on keeping up with the demand in the first place. And and are they as they as far behind as maybe they want you to think? Probably not, because they're shipping a shitload of it to China. Yeah. Uh, but is it all gonna kind of figure itself out in the next uh, five to ten years? Uh, to a, to a degree, somewhat. But, but I would also, to Matt's point, kind of say, or earlier point, they probably don't want it to completely figure itself out because the scarcity marketing works to their advantage. David, my question to you earlier was going to be, yes, Clay, I didn't remember. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Clay. We, we lay out all this, but a fundamental point of bourbon in America is the new charred American white oak barrel. Yes. As put in by the damn geniuses at the Cooper's Unions back before we even knew what these things were. Like, have they kept up with planting oak trees? 
Like, can yes bourbon no. production keep up with... Yes and like, no. Japanese whiskey's fine. They use aged bourbon barrels. Rye whiskey's fine. They, they use used bourbon barrels. False. To, uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> straight rye whiskey. Tequila straight fine. rye whiskey. They use used bourbon. Okay. They use I'll, I'll new, unchar, okay. new charred American oak. Um, um, it's all that being said, if, if straight rye whiskey is using a new oak barrel, cool. But no, those it, American whiskeys are using new American oak barrels, whereas the rest of the world is using, using our, our barrels. used barrels. Yes. Is the, so, so the question is, are have we planted enough goddamn oak trees? That's my question. <laughs> See, it feels like barrels that's get, a barrels get reused, bro. Even in like but barrels are getting used. Barrels. barrels are getting reused for tequila and scotch and Japanese whiskey. But have we planted enough trees to keep up with the bourbon demand? Yes. Because that has to be new oak. I mean, in your life and in my life, we're good. I actually, I'd say yes and no, based on the, this is something I've been interested in. We are, as long as we keep on, the problem is, the demand, so I remember, I read an article about- It's gotta take a decade to grow a fucking tree, right? I mean, I read an article- I dare you to come get the fucking oaks, the stately oaks (laughs) and broad magnolias at LSU. You come get our fucking stately oaks, I'll fight you for that shit. Whether it's going for whiskey or not. It's not the right- Have you seen the plaques? Regardless. The oak tree plaques are like, these trees are worth $200 million. I'm like, how are you going to monetize a tree? Yeah, right? Like, get the fuck out of here. That makes no sense whatsoever. It was endowed. It's it's beautiful, but yeah. Yeah. The beautiful. But so, figure it out. On the day of this recording, it's LSU Giving Day, by the way. Yeah, it is. So I I gave 20 bucks. (laughs) Thanks, you man. You're a good man. But no, so this is crazy. There used to be, like, people would talk about this. I read an article about this, like, four years ago. And because there's actually now, like, Angels Envy and Beam. Birch aged. (laughs) So Angels Envy, Beam, and a couple other big distilleries. Y'all been having a great afternoon, a great evening drinking. Yes. But no, so a couple of distilleries have banded together, and they're literally, their plan is, for every bottle they put out, they plant a tree. So they are forward thinking in this regard. They are. They did, that's an initiative of two years ago. That's not an initiative of 10 years ago. So I remember reading this article like four years ago where it was, as long as the demand was not exponentially growing, there would probably be enough, but it kind of is. So. It's gonna. Be, I, I don't. I don't have an answer. I do think that's something that we need, need to think about. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna. It's bullshit, by the way. There's plenty <laughs> of trees. The, uh, you you fly over parts of there's fucking trees for it. But it's got. Hold on, hold on. That's fucking, a quote hold on, hold on, from Matt Muscone. There's fucking hold on, hold on. trees. There's forever. a fucking shit ton of trees. But you know what's gonna happen? They're gonna not fucking cut <laughs> them down to get the to create scarcity. Same with this fucking oil bullshit. Like, there's fucking oil, but they want to give us fucking $8 gas. So they're not going <laughs> to cut down. They're not going to fu- cut down the fucking trees. This is not Big a political brother. podcast. This is a drinking podcast. I know. We'll cut everybody I'm, off. Right I'm now. the least political motherfucker you'll ever meet in your life. This is true. This is true. I'm the, I like, I punted that shit 20 <laughs> years ago. All right. Note <laughs> to self we want to make sure you watch Whiskey or Whiskey Nightcap with Nightcap with Scott. Nightcap with Scott. Nightcap with Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I have over poor Matt. He's. <laughs> I am. No, I am kidding. Kidding. You know me well enough to know that you fucking push the right button on me. Here we fucking go. I'm like a goddamn toy that you wind up on the back and once it's you can't unwind. 
behind it until it just fucking walked. This Nobody is what was going to hear, goddammit. Nobody mentioned cryptocurrency. Nobody mentioned it. We can talk about crypto. Let's fucking go. Oh my god. What about a whiskey crypto? Yes, let's do that. Why not? But not tonight. I'm down. Okay, I'm down for that. Have you seen the new, like, all these whiskey NFTs? Fuck NFTs to begin with. Like, I'm sorry. What the hell is the point of them? Well, it's like, non-fungible, David. <laughs> it can't be funged. It can't Whatever be that means. I don't even know what that, that means. That you can't right. screenshot of. Explain that to me. Uh, uh, yes. Hey, could I, uh, okay. Yes. Could I take a, uh, a you picture can, of the Mona Lisa? Of course you can. Is it worth the same as the Mona Lisa? Fuck no. Bingo. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm with Matt on that. I'm completely with Matt on that one. Your picture by the way, of the artwork ain't worth shit. By the way, as far as an NFT, I have to completely go off the rails. Go ahead. I, tend, the to, I, I tend to actually agree with you. You have the floor. I think people are taking advantage of the boom right now. Oh, and, of course. And most yeah, of yeah. it isn't going to be worth shit in a matter of time. No. no. The, the utility of it, of being able to NFT something on the blockchain... Like think, that, correct. Think, think of it like we will all when we go go to sporting events or concerts, or whatever. All of our tickets are going to be NFTs on the blockchain, so they can't be recreated. You can't have fraudulent tickets. Like yeah, the utility yeah, yeah. is undeniable. Yeah. It's like here, here's the comparison, and I'll shut up. No, you're I, I, the inter- internet 2000. Yeah. A lot of dot coms. At where the fuck is Ash Jeeves today? The bubble burst. Whoa. Right? right. The, Deep cut. The bubble burst. Yeah. But the internet wasn't a fad. The internet lasted. Yeah. Yeah. Same with NFTs. Same with blockchain technology. Like, a lot of the art people are paying, like, they're fucking stupid. You're over, to your point, like, people are overpaying for dumb shit. But the, the blockchain technology is Web 3.0. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that's what we'll wrap up the podcast whiskey. on that. Wow. Oh, yeah, whiskey. All right. Did we really talk about the peerless? Not really. So let me just let's go around yeah. and talk about Peerless. You first. Yeah, let go me ahead. just give my so Peerless again, it's like new riff. It's distillery owl level. Um can you respect the podcast? Clay Tom. Hey, do you yes. think that do you podcast the revelator was picking up Clay? Uh, I, no. maybe, maybe. No, he was because he was whispering. Clay maybe. shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh my god, I had a tree guy here to talk about all that tree shit. <laughs> hey, what do you think? Are there enough okay, trees? Okay, wait a second. Wait, yeah, wait, 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 no, no, fuck that. I asked you a yes or no. Are there enough trees oh, for barrels? Yeah. Thank you. You can all kiss my ass. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Talk about your peerless. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was going, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. <laughs> I host a solo radio show. I don't fuck around. Boom. Right? <laughs> when you host a solo radio show. You fucking, you stay in committee, you keep that motherfucker, you keep the train I kind of wanted to fucking argue, but he's a goddamn scientist. <laughs> <laughs> a tree. You can't argue with a scientist. He's a tree hey. scientist. <laughs> Remember, he's a scientist that was paid by Alabama. Oh. I mean, Jesus. But he knows what he's talking about. By the way, is Tattoo. Who has That's an LSU true. tattoo? And by the way, Alabama is a much richer, it's a much wealthier university. Uh, uh, well, yeah. he's, he's, he's but he's getting the money and spinning it here. That's what matters. He's an endocrinologist. Dendro. Yeah, he's not an endocrinologist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
Alright, you said uh, I the, peer peer list. List. the peer The peer I was channeling fucking T-Bob in the indoor Don't channel T-Bob. Good lord. I literally listened to Off the Bench this morning on the way to work for 30 minutes and they never talked about sports. For 30 minutes. No comment. <laughs> no David, comment. Oh, right. We're talking about whiskey. I love T Bob, but I was like, uh, just, No, you're not it's whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. <laughs> a, this is a drinking podcast. You shut me up in my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Did I'm, that. I'm too did. terrified to do that. Right. No, no, go ahead, David. Peerless Distiller. All I'll say is it's another one like New Riff, Wilderness Trail, other distillers out of Kentucky, out of Louisville itself. So anytime you're up there, go check them out. They distill it themselves, they waited enough time. They are on the pricey end. This is actually the most expensive thing we drink tonight. About 90 bucks or so for this barrel pick. Six year though, cash rent, bright whiskey. I think it's worth it. I love Peerless. Um, yes, and again, shout out my Zanos. Y'all are the best. I will send you, I'm gonna send you this podcast, Jonathan, so you can listen to it. And, Thank you, sir. Appreciate you know, that. You are the man. Peerless. Uh, that's also the highest proof thing we drank tonight, and it doesn't drink like it. It's, no, at all. Not which, at all. Which is why I love it. Yeah. It's so fantastic. I mean, I've always been, I've wanted a peerless pick for a year now. I'm scared because of the price point, but I have committed this Take year. We're doing a peerless pick. Cool. I, I got a little sample bottle from these guys uh, oh, a okay. years ago. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. yeah. The Sugarfield Twice Blessed thing that we did? Yeah. I bought a bottle of that. It was a fundraising thing. I never got my bottle. Is it still there? Do you know? Oh, yeah. No, I'm just a lazy asshole who never. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm not lazy. Oh, I'm not lazy. I'm not lazy. We'll but I just never went there to get it. I will make sure you get a bottle. Okay, it's still there. I hope. Or is it all gone? If it's all gone, I'm good to make the donation. David said I'll make sure you get a bottle. It I should bought, if I had to give you one, I bought a several. If I had to give you one of mine, I can't I believe I never have got that. But I'm happy. To have supported and to make the donation either way. It's a good call. It, it's it's, it's $28,000 for leukemia lymphoma. That's fucking awesome. That's great. That's fucking so great. So in 2005, and that was my big uh, uh, lure to it. In 2005, I did the uh, Marine Corps Marathon as part of Team in Training, which is an organization that raises money for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Nice. So like I trained for a marathon, raised money for Leukemia Lymphoma. I just met a lot of great people through that organization. They're awesome. So I was happy to do it either way. Nice. But I would kind of like to try the whiskey anyway. No, yeah, I got, right? I got yeah. it. Right. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Right. No, who tried it? Ah, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, I'll say this year we're doing Sure Cancer. It's going to be even fucking cooler. Yeah. Oh. So we're doing this is we're doing one every year. The charity is changing. This year it's Women's Hospital Love it. Cancer Fund. Love it. So we want to support women's health and cancer. And the next year will be prostate cancer. And then Let's do it. Well, up every year we'll do a new idea. New dis- new charity, same same distillery with different types of finishes and all that stuff. This year, I just hope y'all are liking honey. That's all I can say. Okay. Like what? Okay. Honey. 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 Honey barrel. Nice. Okay. Literally. So. I'm in. There you go. Be awesome. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. I'm in too. Join Dave. the Bourbon Society of Baton Rouge. It's yeah. $50, you cheap assholes. Yeah, BourbonBR.com. That's it. David Steele, thank you so much for bringing these whiskeys onto the podcast, sir. Thank you for awesome. having me, guys. This is fun. Cheers. No, this is great. Uh, Matt Moscona, you can listen to Matt on 104.5, 104.9 ESPN Radio, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Or if you're not into sports, you can listen to Jay Cody and I from 4 to 6. I'm talking on 7.3. But uh, go listen to Matt, because Matt knows what he's talking about. Follow Matt on social media. Matt well. talks about sports. Yes. <laughs> Matt talks about things and sports. He screams yeah. about sports. Matt, that's a, that's as opposed sports. to, like, T-Bob and, and he- well, it's more well, T-Bob Matt talks about sports and whiskey. I do. Hester had to interrupt well, T-Bob. 
Hess tried to interrupt T-Bob this morning to ask Matt Flynn a question about sports. That sounds right. Yeah, I feel I, like I get it. We need, we, need a, we need a podcast like Jada Cody Show and Scone and, and T, and we do a we do a whiskey podcast. I feel like we should make that happen. Uh, Jay Parker has, has pitched that idea actually. So well, there you go. Uh, could do Scone and T or what? Scone and T, <laughs> Jada Cody <laughs> Show, whiskey podcast. So me, T-Bob, well, I don't you know, two. I don't know if we're yeah. gonna go that far. I do enough with T-Bob. That's like, how about, yeah. about Scone J with Chuck and D? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Scone and Scone D. Scone J with Scone Chuck D. and D. Yeah. Chuck Perfect. D. Yeah. There you go. I'm about that. I mean, uh, honestly, T-Bob might kind of look similar. If I, mean, if I may end on this, tall. there might be enough trees, but... In this day and age, there's not enough people to chop them down and make them into barrels. So that's where the shortage right, is I'm going to take from. a piss. It's the, goddamn, it's the labor shortage. Great to be on the podcast. It's the labor shortage that's going to screw us over. I mean, oh you're not allowed about that, but Cooperage is a dying art. They're yeah, I'm not wrong here. I'm not no, I'm wrong. Like, it is a dying art. So. I might be wrong. Clay Tucker, for any final thoughts? Go uh, Trees. Go Trees. Fearless was... I'm going to buy that bottle here. Yeah. David, tell them the website where they can go and sign up for Bourbon Society Badridge. Bourbonbr.com. If you forget, Google Badridge or Bourbon. There you go. Jay, thanks for having us here at Government Talk. Always Coast. a pleasure, Chuck. Clay, T- Clay Tucker, I appreciate you hanging out in the background. Thank you for uninviting me. Uh, that was Jay. It wasn't. <laughs> Uh, don't forget about the sponsors for the ABV podcast. Check them out. Pre-Sonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands, Cappuccino Coffee Roasters, Government Taco, and Hops in the Hollows. Remember, when you're ordering your glassware from Hops in the Hollows, when you check out, use the promo code ABV for 10% off of your order. Until next time, I am Chuck P. Cheers.